Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. Welcome to Fightful. It is October 7th, 2023. We are here to talk WWE Fastlane. This was a show I was going to attend until about a week and a half ago. And Nothing was announced for the show, so I was like, you know what? I'll chill here. An interesting change, though, just today we found out, oh, yeah, there's going to be a press conference after it was said, probably not doing press conferences for most shows, but considering the fact that Jade Cargill was here, maybe that's an explanation why. Maybe we'll end up seeing her. We will have notes from the presser here, so you ain't going to miss anything. And we got Denise Salcedo, too. Denise, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I had a good time watching Fastlane. I feel like it flew by, man. Like I sat Five down. matches. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like I, I I, looked at the card and I'm thinking, okay, we're three matches in. I look at the card and I'm going, oh, I'm probably going to see like maybe four more matches or something. And then I'm like, oh, shit, there's only two matches left. And I kind of forgot because I didn't even count how many matches there were. So it really did fly by like tremendously. I loved it. Very smooth pay-per-view. Yeah, just uh, a five-match show, which, you know, surprised a lot of people. It surprised me. Like, six. I, I was surprised when they went down to that, but I, I actually like it a lot more. Um, I, I think that it fits a lot better this way, five or six matches, as opposed to eight or especially 14. I'm not a 14-match kind of guy like we saw last weekend, even though that was a great show at AEW Wrestle Dream as well. Uh, a fantastic show. However, I like this five, six-match format because if you're WWE, you've also got billion-dollar television deals. So you've got to put stuff like Gunther and Tommaso Ciampa in a 20-minute match on the main event of Raw as well. You've got to give people a reason to watch Raw and SmackDown as well, especially when you're making about the same amount of money for Raw and SmackDown as you are for pay-per-views. So I kind of like this method. I know there were plenty of people who didn't like that Becky and Trish didn't get put on a pay-per-view fairly recently, and I completely understood that around SummerSlam. I know that there were people that didn't like that Gunther and and Ciampa didn't get highlighted on Fastlane, but 
I I see the method and I understand why they're doing it, Denise. And kind of look, I'll be honest, and this kind of pertains a little bit more to WrestleMania, but it's remember when WrestleMania was still just the one night and we got those started getting those really long shows and we started getting matches that didn't even have to be on the show. It just became a thing where it yeah. was, oh, well, we want to get this person on the WrestleMania card. And then now that we're to two days, that changes things. But I personally always loved when WrestleMania matches were matches that absolutely had to be on there because that was the storyline. That was the feud that you had been seeing play out through WrestleMania season. So with that being said, I want to see the stories that make sense for the weeks prior leading into whatever pay-per-view we're seeing, I want those matches to be on the show. For example, when we were watching, uh, when we were rolling into SummerSlam and we didn't get Becky and Trish there, that to me didn't make total sense. Why? Because that was a story that we were actually seeing unfold in you know real time. So for me, as long as we're seeing the story be told in the weeks prior, then I want to see the match on the card. If it's like a sporadic match that really just got made within the, 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 the week ahead, really wasn't anything, then yeah, for sure, then maybe don't put it on there. But I do like them keeping it short, keeping it brief, and keeping it with matches that absolutely have to be on the show. Guys, uh, please leave a thumbs up on this video. Please donate a super chat and or a humper chat. That's how you get your question or statement read here on the air. Don't mind uh, sharing this link on social media either. As, uh, you, you know, sometimes we get, uh, we face the wrath of going early and it won't even let you guys know that we are live until like 11.10. But uh, also, Kind of big news coming out of AEW Collision. Uh, big Bill, Ricky Starks. We don't have a Collision review tonight or this weekend because of this show. Big Bill and Ricky Starks squashed FTR. Dax took all the offense. Cash didn't take any. Fightful Selected reported things are fine with FTR and AEW. Dax later clarified that as well before hopefully getting us a couple of subscriptions with the top guy outline. But uh, this match was moved around on the card, but we're told that FTR were actually in favor of the decision. This shocked me. I did not expect this at all, Denise. I know, me too. Uh, I was not expecting this either. And to me, like that was a bigger surprise than the title change that we got here tonight. I was expecting this title change that we got that we're going to be talking in a second. But I was definitely not expecting Big Bill, Ricky Starks to become tag team champions. But I will tell you, I freaking love it, though, because I love the dynamic between Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Uh, I it's freaking cool to see them just like work together. And I feel like, I feel like a, we already know that AEW has something with Ricky Starks, right? That's said and done. We clearly know that this guy is going to be a, a top guy, right? If you don't already consider him one already, but with big bill, they really have something special with big bill there. And you were starting to see that kind of er, uh, early on, just like in the short period of time that he's been with AEW. And so for me, I think that this pairing was a brilliant idea. And now them being a tag team, I feel it's refreshing. It's different. As much as I love FTR and I appreciate the work that they're do that they do and the and the and what they bring to the tag team division, which is legitimacy and just overall really great solid in-ring work. I feel that it kind of got a little bit of okay, we know what the tag team division looks like with FTR as champions. We've seen it, been there, done that, but we have not done that with somebody or a team like Ricky Starks and Big Bill. So I feel like this is the fresh, the fresh thing that AEW needed. 
I agree. I agree. Van Twinblade says GCW Fight Night or uh, Fight Club Night One was great. I heard a lot of good things out of it. Any guesses for the Crown Jewel card? Makes an awful lot of sense to have an LA Knight uh, pops up pop up over there. That would that would be uh, him against Roman. I think would be a, a worthy match. And you think they'll do L- it there? They they should. I, well, I mean, maybe not there, but also, I mean, LA Knight is going to reach a ceiling somehow in booking. Like he's not going to beat Roman. So I don't mind him possibly uh, losing. Maybe. Let's... And here's the, th- and here's something to consider. If, Co- if, sorry, not Cody Rhodes, if Ellie Knight were to lose to Roman mm-hmm. Reigns in, in front of Amer- an American audience and then losing in front of the Saudi Arabian audience, I feel like there would probably be a different reaction. Don't you think? So maybe to them, yeah. it's a little bit more safer to do that match there and have yeah. it be like okay he can lose here and it won't get as like ugly as sure <laughs> i don't know if it'll yeah. get no ugly, I, I see I'm what you mean trying to think of a reason i i for sure see what you mean um wwe brought jade cargill to indianapolis and as k775 says did not bring her in front of the audience she literally showed up backstage and shook triple h's hand now she looked like a million bucks first off she looked I mean, I'm not, I, this is not a shot at AEW, but like her presentation just right there, that was like celebrity level type of look right there. And walking up to Triple H, <laughs> she looked so imposing and superstar esque and, and all that. This is another great example. And I said last year that they needed to do it with Cody and they did. These are a couple of different billboards for WWE to say, hey, if you're in AEW and you come over here, this is what we can do for you. Even Brian Pillman Jr., who his deal lapsed with AEW. He didn't jump ship. They're providing him with these vignettes, and they had that that bio that they released on him this week, I think USA Network, where they confirmed his signing that really, really put him over. That to a smaller scale, but especially Cody and Jade, WWE is rolling out the red carpet for a lot of the the people from AEW to say, come on over here. The grass is greener. So here's what I think that WWE did with Jade. So you already have, you have different types of fans, right? Like we can't always assume that every fan is, you know, the person that knows everything that's going on with AEW, that knows everything that's going on behind the scenes, that is reading up on all of the little things that the IWC really loves to get into, right? There are a lot of fans that don't that don't watch AEW, that are only WWE fans. There are going to be a lot of people that, you know, don't know who Jade Cargill is or why they should care, right? So WWE could have easily been and like, oh, yeah, we hire Jade Cargill. And that's it, right? Just leave it at that. But the way that they have been presenting her by doing those um, commentary videos where they're talking about how they hired her and she was the hottest free agent. And they're showing her uh, getting her name on the headlines of ESPN, Sports Illustrated, TMZ, all of these really big news outlets. And then you also have her come out of this fancy car. Triple H goes up to her to welcome her, shake her hands. You've got photographers, videographers out there shooting her. What this tells the person who did not know who Jade Cargill was or who isn't maybe following up with this, that whoever it is, whoever Jade Cargill is, they should care. That's what yeah. WWE did with the presentation of Jade. Yep, I completely agree. Uh, Jay, call me crazy. Says Jade is the type of woman that can kill me. That's hot on a woman. 
I think she's the next China. Call me crazy. You're wild. But uh, as far as being the next China, I don't think she's going to wrestle men or anything like that. But it, it certainly it certainly is a situation where they can put her in a ring with Bianca Belair or Rhea Ripley, and you're going to immediately go, okay, there is something different here. Uh, like there, there is a physical imposition in which those two have not necessarily met uh, as of yet. And I, I'm kind of hoping that in the future we see like Rhea, Jade, uh, Bianca, and Raquel in like a four-way. I think that'd be kind of cool. The, the meat match for the women. Yeah, the beefy women. That's all we need. <laughs> That's what we need. I'm Somebody here just for asked that, EO if she wants to wrestle Taylor Swift. Who should wrestle Taylor Swift? Somebody asked EO if she should wrestle or if she wanted to wrestle Taylor Swift. Wait, someone asked her that in the press yeah. conference? Yeah, are, are you being sure. serious? It's what I it's what's in our chat right now. No, Sheldon that Jackson, can't be serious. Sheldon Jackson gifted four YouTube memberships. Paul says, Sean and Denise, hope you all are both doing well. What's your percentage of CM Punk coming back to WWE? I'm going 50-50, Denise. I'm going 80-20. Really? Yeah. I, I'm putting a little hope in there. So mine's not just a logic percentage. It's also a hope percentage. Okay. I was going to say, you got some scoops or something? I'm not going to give you my scoop, Sean. I'm going to keep my scoops to myself. Okay. Hey, do you remember that one time I played a prank on you and I told you I had scoops and then I sent you the Tostito scoops? I peaked after that. That's my favorite Denise and Sean moment. Yeah. You certainly peaked well before now. <laughs> Lenny says, did I miss anything special on commentary? I asked because I watched it in Japan through ABEMA for free, courtesy of NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Well, you missed uh, Corey Graves and Michael Cole having a full-on debate during the first match ever, but listen. You know the drill. If you want to watch it for free, thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful, we have your Buying pay-per-views on NordVPN.com slash Fightful is going to enhance your pay-per-view buying process. Now, one subscription to NordVPN has so many different benefits, but if you're a big pay-per-view buyer like myself, UFC, boxing, pro wrestling, all that good stuff. <laughs> Any combination of the three, if they're doing a fight circus or something like that, this subscription will pay for itself after one or two pay-per-view buys. Change your virtual location, pay for it at the prices that other people are paying for it in the UK, in Australia, etc., etc. And you can get different interfaces. Maybe you don't like Peacock and you want to check out the WWE Network the way that it used to be, the way that it was designed to be, the easy navigation, so on and so forth. Maybe you want to watch AEW without commercials. Maybe there's some other overseas services that you can't subscribe to and you want access to them. NordVPN.com slash Fightful gives you that with a great deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Even better, 24-7 tech support. So if you have trouble navigating any of it, they can help you out. Fastest VPN on the planet, nordvpn.com slash Fightful. Guys, get in your super believe. chat. Sorry, well, Sean. Let me do my goddamn plug, Denise. Oh, sorry. We're not done yet. <laughs> get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. We're about to get into the card. What, Denise? <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say now that I've been shamed. My God. It's probably best Jay to Uso and Cody. Are you going to let me talk? Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes are the new tag team champions. Cody Rhodes couldn't beat him, so he had to join uh, Jey Uso. You know, he couldn't 
couldn't finish his story, so he had to in another way. I just got to say this. The finish of this match was one of the coolest tag team finishers that I've seen. The Usos had long done the 1D, which is the 3D uh, version. But Cody Rhodes added the Cody Cutter to it. And they timed it perfectly. This was smooth. It was clean. It was great, Denise. Uh, the match was exciting. A lot of false finishes to where I was like, damn, are, are like, like who's going to win this? And I actually was very surprised Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso ended up winning the tag titles because you just assume ah, they're probably just keeping him busy, right? They're just keeping him busy until, uh, <laughs> until he gets to wherever it is he's going to be. Nope, Cody Rhodes is the tag team champion right now. Your thoughts? All right, so my thoughts are definitely a little bit different. And with that, I personally thought that this opening match, the rap, of, of course, the ending was great, right? Seeing Jey Uso and Cody Rhodes win, that was phenomenal. The finish, like you said, was absolutely phenomenal too because it, it, was, it was cool to see that. It was cool to see that executed. Uh, however, I did not think this match was necessarily... Uh, I thought it was a little bit dull in the beginning because I felt like they kind of wrestled a raw match. I was really hoping that it picked up a lot faster. To me, this match really kind of was uh, unmemorable until the part where Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio came out and then everything that followed after that. So from everything after that, that is when I kind of felt like this match really kind of picked up and was fun to watch. Of course, seeing like uh, uh, Jay and Rhea Ripley kind of have a little bit of a moment there was pretty funny too. But I personally kind of felt like it was the only the last couple of minutes that was that was enjoyable. And it's cool. I'm I, I, like I said earlier, I wasn't expecting. No, I was expecting for this one for the titles to change hand. I, was, I wasn't expecting it for the uh, Big Bill Ricky Starks match. So anyways, but I'm happy. I'm excited. I feel like this gives Jay and Cody Rhodes something a little bit more than Cody Rhodes just coming out every single week and, and saying like whatever he is that he says and giving them a little bit more something to do on the show, I feel. So I'm I'm liking this, but I did think the main the opener of this match should have started off a little bit hotter than it did. I'll tell you a couple reasons why I like this. It gives WWE, even though they did it anyway this past Friday, it gives them the built-in excuse of sending Cody and Jay back and forth to SmackDown. Now, granted, we still don't know who the hell SmackDown got in a trade for Jay Uso, but uh, that was a golden ticket for Judgment Day as well, and when Judgment Day showed up, the whole damn crew showed up, as we saw on Friday. Uh, I like that, but also... It gives Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn another reason to side-eye Cody Rhodes right now because they just swooped in and took the championships that they lost, that they worked hard, that they overcame the bloodline to get, that they overcame Jay Uso to get. Cody Rhodes just swooped right in and said, come on over, Jay, won the tag titles that were theirs. And meanwhile, where, where have Sami and Kevin been? Well, Sami's been doing who knows what, and Kevin's been like, no, I don't trust you whatsoever. So from that aspect of things, I'm like, okay, are we going to get like Sammy and Kevin against Jay and Cody at Crown Jewel? I hope so. I think that would be a really fun uh, little star-studded matchup for sure. I think that'd be great. I think that's one that you should do in a pay-per-view. And they really have highlighted tag team wrestling as far as marquee. Like we had a tag title match headline a pay-per-view. We had you know, several 
big tag matches tonight between the six-man tag, the tag title, the LA Knight and John Cena thing. It seems like very much they're trying to go back to that. When we put two big stars together, it means something. Like when Hogan and Warrior teamed up or Hogan and Savage, etc. Like it, it seems like they really want to do that. The Judgment Day story, even though they've been involved with the same people over and over again, I'm still interested in it because Rhea and Dom and Damian Priest and Finn Balor do such a good job. As overexposed as they should be to me, considering that they appear on every damn show, they keep me interested. Also, I didn't get to say this on, I think it was SmackDown maybe, J.D. McDonough taking that. Uh, crossroads is one of the most psycho cells I have ever seen in my life. He took it one way and then his body bounced the other way. I mean, listen, when don't do it, don't do it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Take your finger off the mouse. <laughs> Control listen. yourself, Sean. Damn it. You did it. <laughs> listen, I'm just saying, uh, Will Chisholm <laughs> says the title change is putting Cody closer and closer to Roman. I also, yes, I, I do think it is putting him closer and closer to Roman. It's getting Cody on the show that Roman is on too. So why wouldn't Jay Uso and Cody be on this Friday season premiere of SmackDown? I'm assuming so I, they have to be right. Yeah. I'll be on that post show uh, for a while, by the way, guys. Uh, but um, very, very interesting here. And also backstage, Damian Priest is like, I'm not leaving this show empty-handed. I'm going to cash in money in the bank tonight. And Rhea Ripley's like, nope, you're too banged up. This is not the time. Got to be smart about it. Rhea called the shot here and made him give her the briefcase. What do you think about that? Well, Rhea Ripley has been, she's the leader, man. She's dominating. We were seeing her definitely execute her power last night on SmackDown. And I will tell you, and I know we'll talk more about this later, but I was going back and forth with this Damian Priest situation. So last night on SmackDown, they did a little tease, right? They had Damian Priest watching the video package when they were promoting Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And when I saw that tease, I'm like, ah, Damian Priest is not going to cash in. Now that they're trying to make us think that he is he's definitely not going to cash in right when they did this backstage segment where all of a sudden Rhea Ripley took the briefcase and he, he was to her and all of this I started to think hmm are they trying to get me to think otherwise now and so after that little backstage uh scenario I actually thought that there was going to be a little bit of a chance that Damon Priest might actually come out. So I felt like they had me kind of going back and forth from SmackDown to today. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think that Judgment Day has done an incredible job keeping me interested. Rock hard Joel Wood says, which would be bigger, Adam Copeland in AEW or CM Punk in WWE? CM Punk in WWE. I think CM Punk in WWE as well. Yeah, just because of the 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 stage that he would be on as well. Ed, I mean, Adam Copeland in AEW is phenomenal, but yeah. I... Also the history, the ugly history between both of them and how adamant CM Punk was that he was never going to return to wrestling. And of course, never returned to WWE. And because of how ugly things got between them, I just don't ever 
like I never thought we were going to see CM Punk back in wrestling period. And even when he came back to AEW and everything that played out, I still didn't actually think that he would ever go to WWE ever again, again, because of that bad blood. So uh, for me, I'm looking at that and I'm going, holy smokes, we're sitting here in a time period where there is a pretty damn good shot. We might be seeing CM Punk and WWE once again. And uh, a couple years ago, me freaking even last year, me would have never thought it. Yeah, they did have bad blood, but you you never know. It could turn into mad love, Denise. Anyway, Aiden O'Donnell says Cody Rhodes now won a set of WWE tag titles in three separate decades. Wow, that is he did. He did. Do you think Cody or Rock say that again? In three different decades, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s. Oh, Cody shit. Rhodes has won tag team titles. Oh, uh, shit. And I mean, yeah, that is that is pretty wild. So do you think Cody or Rock are more likely to face Roman at Mania? Based on what I heard about how happy The Rock looked at that recent SmackDown appearance, which, by the way, was broken by FightfulSelect.com. The best $5 in the business. I'm about to brag about that a lot. Uh I think it's possible The Rock faces him. But then again, I've fallen for that trick multiple times, Denise. I think it is going to happen. I already have my whole plan yeah. laid out, bro. I'm, we're definitely going to see both. I'm expecting to see uh, Cody and Roman. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, also freaking uh, Roman and Rock. Well, actually, first, first Rock and Roman, and then Cody and Roman for the two nights. Can you name all three people that Cody Rhodes won the title. You know, I suck at trivia. I'm the worst trivia person ever. Bro, I don't, even get, I don't even get security questions right. <laughs> Jay Uso, Gold Dust, and Drew McIntyre. I also spoke to uh, the former Damian Sandow recently about teaming with Cody. You guys should check that out. So before the show, we saw Jade Cargill, who, you know, FightfulSelect.com, best $5 in the business, best $54 a year in the business if you want to subscribe for a full year. We broke that she was leaving AEW for WWE. Then uh, we had the opening match, the tag team title match, which FightfulSelect.com tonight broke the news that it was kicking off the show. By God. And then after that, FightfulSelect.com this evening broke the news that Carlito is back officially He'd been signed for a long time, but he was Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar's partner. Now, (laughs) there are so many issues that I had with this. First off, everybody in this match can work their asses off, but why is Carlito showing up like nine, ten minutes into this match? Thank you. Thank you. Did they give an explanation? No, hell no, they didn't give an explanation. I, I thought I missed the explanation. They said that that Ray put in a call and he said it wasn't answered, but he's confident that that person would be there. Why was he so confident that, that Carlito would be there if Carlito didn't answer the phone? Also, other issues. Like, come on, are we to believe that Carlito, like, maybe his flight was so late that he happened to get there like nine minutes into the match but not in time to do the match? No. We saw him in there huffing and puffing. We saw him in there not that eager to do do wrestling moves. That guy was like, let me roll in here, hit my backstabber, and GTFO, bro. Like, he he was there to take the glory, and that's it. Uh, He gets the win, but the most controversial aspect of this is his new music, Denise, universally hated on the X Twitter X. It wasn't good, Denise. 
So here's the thing. When I was watching this, I was waiting for, I, I was looking at this and I was waiting for for his entrance, right? I was, I was waiting for it. And when he didn't come out, I'm like, wait, did I miss something? Like, what's happening? Why wouldn't he come out right now? Like, this did not make any sense to me. And then, you know, we go on and we're watching a three on two. And I'm thinking, oh, no, like the way that they're going to do this is kind of lame. Because it's not like we didn't know that there was going to be a mystery person, right, coming in to help him out. This has been promoted. And so I did not like the way that he didn't come out right at the beginning. I think for me, that was definitely sort of an issue. Uh, I thought he looked good, like physically speaking. I thought he looked, looked great. great. He's got a lot of muscle, looked really built. Um, we, did he have, I didn't see the apple. Did you see the apple? Did he have an, didn't did see he do the apple? Didn't see he didn't an do apple. the apple, right? No apple. Uh, kind of a bummer. I like the apple. But, and then as for the match itself, I'm sorry, but there was only a good, mo a couple of good moments during this, but nothing that was too memorable for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that he's back, but I'm just like, hmm, this this wasn't a I didn't think this was a fantastic introduction from the way that they did it to the performance in the ring to the music. The music was horrible. Music sucked. Not good. Uh, but FightfulSelect.com reported a little something else tonight. Uh, best five dollars in the business. Please subscribe. Odyssey Jones has been discussed as possibly joining the Bobby Lashley Street Profits group. It isn't guaranteed anything like that. I saw people throwing around saying, oh, well, tonight. Nope, nope. Just has been discussed lately. That's about it. What would you think about Odyssey Jones joining this group? I love Odyssey Jones, and they haven't done anything with him. Is he? He's on the man. Is he on NXT? He's still on NXT, right? Because he hasn't even nope, came out on got, NXT. He got drafted. He got drafted to Raw, and then in August, Fightful Select best five dollars in the business. Please subscribe. Reported there were no significant creative plans for him, and around that time, they were just like, "Hey, you're going to come over here to SmackDown and do some dark matches," and that's about it. I completely did not even remember that he was drafted. Like completely zipped away gone did not even remember because yeah. i have not seen or heard anything of odyssey jones on the programming at all man so i do hope that this is a situation where he does align with them plus you get you know you can get a nice beefy man i like that i think it fits in very nicely with the group uh we got cal saying what everybody is texting me right now jay uso is so drunk at this press conference in a good way or in a bad way <laughs> like drunk woo uh, party or drunk uh, like oh no bud don't be on one that. of my friends just texted me and said ray knows carlito always checks his voicemails i guess <laughs> oh, oh crazy still, says still leaving voicemails i don't i don't check i don't even have mine set up you can't even leave me a voicemail. I do hate voicemails. I, there's They're nothing terrible. worse than checking a voicemail. It, it gives me so text. much anxiety. Yeah. I don't like leave it. Leave a text. Crazy 101 says, respectfully, Collision was better, right? Uh, to each their own. I haven't got to watch all of Collision yet. <laughs> Call Me Crazy said, WWE and CM Punk are going to have crazy makeup sex. Oh, <laughs> what? Jesus Why Christ. are we talking about this? Well, listen, guys. Hey guys, have you ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? I saw a video he made and I was shocked. He is in his 80s, still kicking butt, working out, staying active. 
He looks like he's got more energy, can work out longer, even has plenty of that energy left over for his grandkids. And he did this by making one change. He said that he still feels like he's in his 50s. His wife even started doing this thing too. She's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger. Her body looks leaner, has energy all day. And Chuck's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their health. Staying active is important. Moving around keeps you feeling good. Making sure that you take care of your gut health, your digestion, just overall, is also very important. Right now, you can go to mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Watch Chuck's video right now. That's mymorningkick.com slash Fightful. Check out what Chuck Norris has to say. What's got him feeling so good these days? He explains everything, and you won't believe how simple it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Guys, uh, if you want to have a wonderful makeup sex, do it in your Helix bed. When I'm traveling, the thing I miss the most is my bed. That's because I've got a Helix Sleep mattress. I worked with Helix Sleep before it ever became helixsleep.com slash Fightful. During the pandemic, I needed a new mattress. My back was hurting. I was sleeping on a slab of memory foam. It was not working for me, but I didn't want to go to a mattress store. I wouldn't have wanted to even if it was the pandemic at the time. But I looked up and found helixsleep.com slash Fightful. And I found a ton of five-star reviews. I found a ton of benefits. There are so many different options. There are options for, for people who sleep too warm, people that want their spine aligned, people who want just anything. And how, how, do, you, how do you find what you need from helixsleep.com slash Fightful? You take an online questionnaire and when you fill it out, they will find your preferences and match you up to the mattress that works for you. I got the Dusk Lux model. And right now, you can get 25% off any purchase for a limited time using the code Fightful. And you get two free dream pillows. I've had a lot of neck issues. And helixsleep.com slash Fightful has really helped me out in this regard. It's been put over by Wired, GQ, Good Housekeeping, all kinds of people. Most importantly, Fightful. But they have over 30,000 five-star reviews. They have great flexible financing plans. And it comes straight to your door. If you don't like it, after 100 nights, they'll just come get it for you. What do you have to lose? Invest in your sleep. HelixSleep.com slash Fightful. At the uh, post-show presser, John Cena did admit if he if the SAG after strike ends, he's got to go. Like he's got to leave. Uh, I can tell you, WDB is not concerned about him not making any advertised dates. They believe that he'll do that, but he said that he had to stop a project right in the middle of it. Denise, you live 
quite literally in in the thick of where everything is like how has i mean i know you also have plenty of contacts that are around that as well i mean this is an enormous deal uh it's a big deal and it's really really messed up we're only seeing the uh the outside portion of it right whatever you see on the news social media and all of that but I have a lot of friends who are actors and a lot of friends that, you know, they're not, you know, rich or anything like that. And I have friends that are literally on the verge of losing their homes. They can't pay their rents. Like this is not an exaggeration by any means. These are real freaking problems. And it's really sad because I know a lot of people that were on the precipice of having really cool opportunities and yeah. all of that being completely taken away and they can't take any jobs. They can't do anything. And they're, you know, working other jobs to try to obviously make means meet. Right. But nothing is worse Sean, than having to not be able to pursue your passion and feel like all of this time is being taken away from you. And so to anybody that is dealing with this, it it is it sucks, especially for those that are not, uh, you know, in a place financially where they can support themselves and support their passion. So I I really, I, I really feel for those people. And I really hope that I really hope that they settle this man and that they 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 help them out. But it's crazy, just it's crazy. Uh, we've got in Simmons says Jesus is drunk. It's awkwardly hilarious because he's trying to sound sober. Uh, I <laughs> I gotta watch this press conference. I got- I'm surprised they put him out there like that. They're well, usually a little bit more on top of those things. I listen, Denise. I think they probably had a couple on the bus. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bus, <laughs> and Denise knows what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Stop it, Sean. <laughs> Girl, I saw you give me the eyes. You looked at me like the bus. Denise is toasted just hearing about the bus. Oh my God. Uh, TNA for life. Listen, I love to hear this. Um, says, Sean, I legit got a Helix Plus mattress because of you, and it changed my life. Seriously, man, thank you. No, I'm I'm dead serious. When it was the pandemic happened, and you're at home all the time, I was on like a crappy piece of memory foam, and my back was all jacked up. My lower back especially was jacked up because it didn't have the right support. So I was like, I got to find the right thing, and I found Helix. And then I told them what it did for me, and they're like, Hey, let's work together. And I mean, we've we've worked together every year since then, and we're about to renew for 2024. So uh, very, very excited about that. Uh, Apex Caliber says, I think the spite will make uh, will make punk make peace with WWE. I mean, I hope so. I hope so, for the love of God. Um, But man, that was just it was rough to see things end with AEW the way that they did. Yeah, it definitely was. EO Sky defeated Asuka and Charlotte right out of the gate. EO Sky, or Asuka rather, missed Charlotte, and it takes her out of the early part of the match. It took a while for the crowd to get into this match. Eventually, they did, and I actually loved the finish. I thought that it was really, really good. EO did not want Bailey involved in this match, and how many times have we seen this situation play out to where 
Bailey or somebody like Bailey would get involved and cost EO the match on accident, and EO would be frustrated. Anyway, Bailey repeatedly helps EO, bails her out, and the only time a distraction makes sense in a triple threat match was right here because it wasn't a distraction to like help somebody interfere. No, it was to stop a tap out, like because the referee didn't see the tap out. And while that happened, EO landed a beautiful moonsault and got the win. I thought that was phenomenal. I love the finish, love the integration of Bailey. Uh, Dakota is there at the press conference with EO and Bailey as well. I love that she's staying involved as well. What do you think about this match? I loved this match. I thought that this match had the best start, uh, aside from the main event, of course. But this one, to me, they started it off hot. I love that because I thought that the first two matches started super, super just like generic. Like I'm like, bro, this is a pay-per-view. We're, this is fast lane. Like, we got to start moving a little faster, honestly. <laughs> so for me, I thought that this main event, uh, sorry, this main event, this triple threat match was really freaking entertaining to uh to watch and i was going into this really hoping that eo sky would retain and when she did i was so thrilled but i will tell you this when bailey came out i person when she was kind of like touching her head that part where she was kind of touching her head i'm thinking oh my gosh she's gonna smash her head into the ring apron she's gonna slap her she's gonna do something i was really expecting to see bailey turn on EO Sky and so they kind of made me nervous and when she actually helped her out and she helped her get the win I'm looking at this and I'm going damn Bailey surprised me genuinely surprised me and even afterwards when she was celebrating and hugging her and even EO had this very surprised look on her face I was still expecting Bailey to do something to her so Bailey really got me on the edge of my nerves here but when I in particular why I loved this match so much is I while watching this match I realized that I'm a big fan of triple threat matches. I always find myself enjoying them. And part of the reason is that I feel like there's always little surprises in the way that they do things. They got very creative. I loved the, a lot of the camera work during this match. There was a moment where like Oscar was on fire, uh, you know, she had a lot of time with EO Sky during this match, and it was when uh, Charlotte was out, and when she came back in, and when she got that boot on Asuka. I love that because I didn't even know Asuka, uh, I didn't even know Charlotte was getting back into the ring, so the boot really came out of nowhere for the viewers and for Asuka. So personally, there was little things that I that they did in this match that. You 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 can that you can do because it is a triple threat match. Like there was a one point where, uh, yeah, it was EO. EO was in there with Asuka and it looked like she was going to hit the ropes, come back and take out Asuka. But instead, instead of hitting the rope, she went through the ropes and then took out Charlotte on the outside. So it was little things like that that really moved and made this match a lot, a, a lot more memorable. So I really did enjoy this match a whole lot. K775 says, do you think we see Kyrie before Survivor Series? I think we see some other new signings soon. Uh, Kyrie, I mean, is is she's headed there? I think so, Yeah. AOP are the other ones that what's up just, with them? They've been signed forever, forever. They've been signed for a long time. They were on travel lists back in May. Fightfulselect.com reported who the hell knows. Listen, I, I know they got some heat with some people in the company too. Over <laughs> from, what? From, for outside ventures, that that doomed thing that they did last year. That show they tried to put on in the UK and they owed a lot of people money. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And for their NFT project. I mean, people that have literally been signed. Naya, they, I'm pretty sure they owed her money. 
Call Me Crazy says, I want a fatal four with Kyrie, Asuka, EO, and Zaya. I don't know if Zaya is quite ready for that, but um, I mean, listen, if you got three women that can certainly make up for that, it would be uh, those three. Call Me Crazy says, Jay for world heavyweight champion after this show. Well, Denise. Seconds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You, you know, we keep it lit. Yeah. Appreciate him though, man. But man, come what was that i want to watch it again that was phenomenal (laughs) phenomenal (laughs) he's having a good time good for him he's having a good time oh boy uh just wonderful i don't i don't think i know what he said by the way but it was funny (laughs) i cannot wait to watch this press conference I'll see the uh, clips on Twitter. Matthew England says, can you quickly explain the reason uh, for the strike? Uh, studios were not paying streaming residuals for actors. Wanted to replace some uh, actors and writers uh, with AI for uh, perpetuity. Uh, unions and actors didn't like that. Helped lead to the strike. Uh, among other things, job security, uh, wages, and again, stream. I mean, a thing that WWE wrestlers have had issues with. Their cut of streaming. Like, for example, uh, I mean, something completely unrelated, but I don't know if you guys remember when Chappelle's show popped up on Netflix uh, a few years ago. And it was after Dave Chappelle had reached his deal with Netflix for new stand-ups. And he went to Netflix and he goes, you know, I'm not getting paid shit for this, right? Like for this, my old show being on here. And he's like, that's a problem for me. And that's a problem for our deal. And they reached a deal because he's Dave Chappelle. Unfortunately, not everybody's Dave Chappelle. They can't get that. Uh, so, yeah. I think the AI stuff is so freaking scary, man. I it see is. pictures that people post of AI. And if they didn't put in the comments, oh, this is AI, I don't think I would have even known. There's some that yeah. just look real legit. I mean, I saw where Mr. Beast was being used for ads that he had no idea about because of AI. Oh, hell uh, no. I would be so pissed. Uh, speaking of... Dave Chappelle, this is what we're going to be saying about Seth Rollins later. His bad back? Doctor said I need a bacchiotomy. Doctor said I need a... It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Uh, Pat McAfee was at the show at 4 p.m. Eastern. He was in Texas, Denise, doing a college game day. What's the flight for that like? Hell if I know. Uh, Texas to Indianapolis? Isn't it like up? <laughs> yes, really bad at geography it's a, it's a good two and a half hour flight but it's so, up right it yeah, is right up. okay it's just up. making sure it's Ooh. about a two and a half hour flight i'm sure he's got private or whatever but he showed up midway through the show he wants a wrestlemania in indianapolis i say screw london go to indianapolis they haven't had a wrestlemania in 31 years they did have a super bowl about 11 years ago though what about you, Denise? Would you like an Indianapolis WrestleMania? Over London? Yeah. Yes, because it's cheaper <laughs> to fly to Indianapolis and shorter yeah. flight. And also, I feel like it would be, I'm assuming things are cheaper in Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a very, well, all things considered. As far as major cities go, a much more affordable area. I mean, I'm partial to it because it's three hours up the road for me, so that's nice. But yeah, Indiana, uh, Ohio, Kentucky, pretty pretty affordable areas yeah see i would prefer that honestly i mean london's great but it's too far it's too far 
Will Chisholm says, uh, this match was great. Talking about EO, Asuka, and Charlotte. Now Asuka's going to have a banger with Roxanne. Uh, WWE has been hitting on their triple threats this week. Oh, Damn yeah, they right. Sure have been. Damn right. Speaking of uh, hitting on things, Matthew England says, what will it take for Denise to review Naked Attraction? Here's an exclusive for your $10 tier. Denise, you finally watched it. I discovered it in London. I got back from a bike ride at midnight and my wife and I rolled into the room and I was like, what were you watching? And it was just on TV, just regular ass TV at like midnight. So I watched it. I watched two episodes. <laughs> I, don't watch I, don't watch I don't you know how I made it. I don't know how I made it. And here's the mistake that I made. I was having a really bad day, Sean. And I'm like, I need to relax. I need something that's going to make me laugh because I'm having the worst freaking day of my life. And so I decided to put naked attraction. But as I was doing that simultaneously, so I was like, I'm going to go get a little popsicle. I'm going to sit down on my little couch and watch some oh TV. So I sit down, right? And within 10 seconds in, I'm like, I can't eat while I'm watching this show. This is disgusting. And I thought that it was funny as hell. But Lord, I would never do that because it is so messed up. The people in the little cubes, in the little boxes, and then the person going up and talking about every little inch of their body. Like, that is so horrible. It's horrifying. And and here's the thing, the, the, the best part of this, though, there's two things that I really loved about the show. One, I was surprisingly wrong on all the people that I thought were going to get chosen by the person. Really? I was wrong. I guessed them all wrong. I'm two, though, right. I really loved the fun facts. The fun facts were great. I was looking at that and I was going, that's interesting. <laughs> all the I sex learned, education on the yes, show. Yes. <laughs> I learned why men love butts. I learned, I had no idea. Though they explained <laughs> why it. it. Why is it, Denise? So they explained, I'm not going to explain it as properly as they did, but they said that the curvature, the curvature, whatever, of the spine and, and, the, and the booty, it kind of reminds men of a woman when she is pregnant because it has the same curve. So basically what it is when guys are attracted to women's asses, they're secretly attracted into wanting them to be the mother of their children and make babies. That is the biggest load of horseshit. I, they said it. I, Aren't they like sure, experts? Sure. Listen, listen. I'm just going to say they're lying. There's I've no way I see a, it. I think it's like I, a subconscious, I, subconscious I, thing. I do not want kids now ever have never wanted kids, <laughs> but I love ass, Denise. And that Maybe ain't it's why. your subconscious. Maybe you're subconscious. No, no nope. None of, I listen. think all the guys here are just mad, but this is what, what the, the science. Hell are you talking this about? This is what the science experts say. They're wrong. Okay? They're so wrong. The experts, I, whatever. Listen, I did my own research. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said that yesterday to my husband because I was doing some research on something. I'm like, I did my research, and he goes, "Okay, Aaron Rodgers." Yeah, <laughs> so that was my yeah. new name. There were some other things, but I don't remember the rest of them. But there were some interesting ones. But that's why you guys like butts. Hey, I don't like Wrong. man butts. I ain't trying to get no man babies. Mm. That's not right. Not right at all. Dude, they explained it. You don't believe me. Watch the episode. No. I ain't making this up. John Cena and LA Knight defeated the bloodline. Uh, this match could have been like seven minutes shorter. I just want to say sincerely, 
John Cena is not good anymore in the ring. And this was a lot of John Cena getting his ass whipped before LA Knight showed. Yeah. Before LA Knight got tagged in. Uh, LA Knight also rolled up driving about 234 miles an hour in a Slim Jim car. You couldn't catch me dead in one of those things. I okay, you know what? Honestly, Mike, is it ugly you, or it's too listen, fast? If you paid me as much as what LA Knight is getting paid, maybe I'd pass on the Ford Bronco and go with the Slim Jim uh, vehicle. But listen, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing about butts. You ain't getting no butt driving that Slim Jim car. Not a scrap of butt to be seen near that vehicle at all. You got a Slim Jim wrap on your car. You're making a lot of money, but you got other problems that are ahead for you. That much I assure you. Uh, regardless, John Cena and LA Knight defeated the bloodline. Call Me Crazy says if they do LA Knight versus Roman at Crown Jewel, I want Knight to win it. It'd be a shock win, I know, but we haven't had something like this for a while. Knight gets pops as loud as Dom's booze. I don't think there is a chance in hell that they move the title off of 38-year-old Roman Reigns and move it on to 40-something-year-old L.A. Knight as the new guy that uh, that is a 41-year-old, by the way, by the time that match happens. I don't think that's going to happen. What did you think of this match, Denise? Because it was fine. The crowd was for it, but it was a little long for my liking. I completely agree. I'm sorry, but the John the John Cena portion of this match, I I love John Cena and I want to see him as much as we possibly can, but this was rough. The there was too much. I, I get it. You know, obviously you're trying to sell that you're gonna get the hot tag in on Alley Knight. We get it. We know how it works, but this was just too long. And I didn't even think the beatdown was that great because both Solo Sokoa and Jimmy took turns beating down John Cena. And I didn't think it was that great for John Cena to act like he couldn't even move one little tiny muscle. John Cena over for, for him being an honest to God actor, he does a lot of like overacting that really undermines everybody else around him. And, and it happens all the time. And I feel like John Cena used to get criticized so much that people online are very hypersensitive to him getting criticized. But the reality is there's plenty of shit to criticize him about. And, you know, maybe it's because he hasn't wrestled in a very, very long time. But my God, he does a ton of overacting. And I'm just sitting here like, it's kind of like... Was he that excited that LA Knight was going to be his partner? He's John Cena. Ashante the Adonis was not the only person that was going to volunteer to be his partner. There would be others. I mean, Carlito took a picture with him backstage. By the way, look out, John! The guy had you stabbed 19 years ago. What are you doing? I don't know, Denise. So... Look, once LA Knight went in there, this match definitely picked up and it ended up being perfectly okay. Uh, It wasn't super, super, it wasn't super amazing by any means, but it was, it was fine. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible at all. I didn't think anything on the show was horrible. I thought everything was fine. Yeah, same. Infamous Raider Loco says, just jumped in. WTF is going on about Denise with butts, laughing emoji. 
had to say what's up to you both. John did say in the press conference he ain't the same. Well, he's not, but I mean, he also is a big star. Uh, it is, and that is obje- like objective. Him being a part of the show, to me, better than him not being a part of the show. And and it is nowhere near the point of him overacting or not being good in the ring to where I'm like, you know what, this show would be better off without John Cena. I think it is way better for him to be involved with the show. Agreed. Keon Harvey says, hey, Sean, was there live? Enjoyed the show. It was amazing. I was glad to see Pat there. How do both of you guys feel overall? One out of ten. I would say a good... A six, six for me. Yeah, I, I'd say a six and a half out of ten. No, you yeah. it was a fun, it was an okay show. It was an okay show. I think uh, had the I think had the first two matches started off a little bit hotter, it would have been sure. a vast improvement. And had they trimmed down that tag team match, vast improvement. And had we maybe seen Jade on the show or some little surprise or something, uh, it would have definitely added that extra little sprinkle to the show. Uh Daniel says. Sean, non-wrestling question. Have you watched the show Gen V? It's a spinoff of The Boys. It's very good in my opinion. No, but I am familiar with what you mean. I think Lizzie Broadway is a really, really good actress. I think she is uh, super talented, but I have not seen it. I saw the show promoted when I was looking for a couple other shows, uh, but haven't seen it. Uh, Actually, one of the good things about Peacock, I don't know if you know this, Denise. Do you ever watch movies on Peacock? Yeah, sometimes I do. They got the little uh, Rotten Tomato number gimmick up yeah, there. Yeah, I've seen so that. They've had that, that for ve- a while. That is very helpful in finding movies that aren't utter dog shit on that platform. Yeah, because I used to just go on the app and check there. But you know what I love, yes. though? Amazon Prime, though. Amazon Prime has the X-ray. I love the oh, X-ray. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's helpful, too. Tracy says, I love that Paul's going gray, showing his stress. Yes, they highlighted that. They said so they, I guess they said, maybe don't color your hair. And... uh Paul was was going great. He's also relaying information to Roman Reigns. Now, it's funny because I had somebody, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter say, well, where, where is he this whole time? I think legitimately he's chilling on his island. Like, that's it. That's where he's supposed to be, like, within the context of this story. He's going to be there Friday. So within the context of the story, he's chilling in his island. Chilling on his island. Okay, I wasn't sure. I thought you meant like in real life, like he was chilling in his island. I'm like, he has an island? (laughs) Doesn't have Peacock. Doesn't have Peacock. (laughs) Guys, please leave a thumbs up. Get your Super Chats. Get your Humper Chats in. We are at the main event. A main event that I thought was really good. And I thought Damian Priest might still cash in money in the bank. One of my favorite parts about this main event was... When Michael Cole was like, Corey, will you talk some sense into Seth Rollins? You've known him for 10 years. Corey's like, what the hell am I supposed to do? Then he does try to talk some sense into Seth Rollins. He's like, Seth, get out from there. What good does this do? Uh, This was Nakamura whipping Seth Rollins' ass for a very long time. Dare I say the best spots of Nakamura's WWE career happened in this match. The Falcon or the Falcon arrow that, that happened to him, but the double knee drop through the table to Bro. the outside was insane. That was, I was like, what the hell are we doing here? I loved it. 
I loved it too, but it was brutal because when he like landed, he had so much momentum and he, the, the table was so close to like the barricade. He didn't have like that much space. So I felt like he just went like face first into that thing, man. Bro, my kneecaps hurt after that. Personally, I felt like that was more painful for him than it was for Seth Rollins. I, I loved it, but it was brutal. It was a brutal spot. It was. Uh, I loved the side slam on the chair. I thought that was a really, really good spot as well. Um, call me crazy said Seth, Corey Graves said that Seth was living life on the edge of a lightning bolt, which CM Punk has said before. I don't know, man. So I was told that a couple of the references that have been on TV weren't intentional. There's no way you can tell me that Corey Graves is are not intentional. Like it, it's repeated. Uh, however, I Did mean, they ever as, meant their former friendship or were they, are they still on bad terms? I mean, I can say this because he went on the record about it. Corey Graves was the first person that ever went on the record to Fightful about an exclusive story like that because he had tweeted about it the night of one of Punk's fights. And I said, do you want to tell me your side? And he said, yep, let's do it. And he highlighted a lot of the issues that they had. So I don't know. I know that Punk alienated a lot of people. And something that I had mentioned on Fightful Select, Punk was even like as recent as last year when people would bring up Triple H, he would not say nice things <laughs> backstage at AEW. So we had a massive report on that on Friday. Yeah, Friday, uh, for those of you who didn't see it, like a really, really good in-depth report on all the CM Punk stuff. Uh, Miguel says Seth's table spot had the most perfect cut on impact. One of the benefits of having that good production team right there. Uh, eventually he does win. No Damian Priest cash in. And KE775 says, who's next for Seth? Drew, Bronson, Punk, Ricochet. I don't think Punk. I don't think Ricochet. I think maybe Bronson has been picking up some wins. I could see Triple H trying to heat him up. Uh, but I just hope that it is somebody who has been heated up. What do you think, Denise? I was going to say, I've been thinking right now. No names really pop into mind. I do like your Bronson Reed idea, but I don't think they've done enough to really heat him up. So he still feels very kind of far from that. Uh, so I really can't think of somebody else that I would put in that spot right now. Yeah, uh, they got to heat somebody up significantly here. What did you think of the match itself? I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was one of Nakamura's best. He even went for the vintage right in the penis. Hey, Sean, you remember? Remember the time that I eliminated Cam says, I don't know if someone has asked this yet, but with all these references, would it be company malpractice if Punk doesn't show up? Denise, no, I don't think it'd be promotional malpractice if Punk didn't show up because also everybody knows the history with Punk. In fact, a quote in the story that I ran on Fightful Select was, he knows he can't pull that bullshit here because he'll get his ass beat. When it's as transparent as that, I think plenty of people know, you know what? If they decide not to bring in Punk, we get why. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting quote for sure. When I saw that, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. It's an interesting thing to say. I don't know I'll if I fully agree it with in, it, in but. The private chat. Ah, close. Okay. Close to what uh, I thought. Uh, listen, a pretty good moral compass, right? Yeah, definitely. That person. Definitely. There you go. De definitely different from what I was expecting, but close. Uh, so uh, back to 
where I was going now with this. Oh, the match. You asked me about the match with Shinsuke and Seth. Yeah. It For me, the parts that I thoroughly enjoyed was all of the table spots that Seth Rollins went through. Because, of course, you know, he had the back thing. That's been a major part of the storyline. So him getting put, I think he got put like, God, I wish someone would have timed this. But the amount of tables he got put during this short period of time, it was the spot with the, um, the one where uh, the knee spot on uh freaking the first one and then there was the one on the commentary table then there was one inside the ring um there was quite a few actually that went down like very very fast and so that for me was something that kind of stood out that i enjoyed uh all of the kendo stick shots that was fun too always something cool to see in a last man standing something that you see all the time i, I felt like I'm going to be honest, I thought that a lot of the last man standing match, there was nothing that I saw that was entirely different from other last man standing matches no. or even just like your generic hardcore matches. I mean, personally, I did think that they could have had something that felt a little bit more something we hadn't seen before to really make you remember this match. Like, I'm not going to remember this match moving forward in a couple of years when I look back. And so I don't think that was necessarily the goal. You want to remember a match like this. And to me, there was just a lot of stuff that was kind of, it was a great match. It was fun. I'm excited when I say great. I thought it was a really good match, but I don't necessarily think it had that ingredient that made it a great match that I'm going to remember so much down the line. Guys, please remember to leave a thumbs up. Marquise Films uh, hits us with a very generous super chat. Says, Wesley would be great for the group. What exactly is creative doing? Profits lost two weeks ago. Thought it was going to lead to something bigger. But the loss tonight shows that creative is outright fumbling the bag. Well, my hope is that, especially after Lashley had indicated his displeasure with them losing, is where he's like, no, we got to get back to basics. You use this as a catalyst for something greater, especially a new group like Lashley and Street Profits, they need that. Now, I also do understand why they were like, okay, Carlito's got to win because he's he's coming back and you got to give these guys wins. But you can't just bring in a new group like Lashley, Dawkins, and Montez mm -hmm. and then have them lose all the time. Can't have it do it all the time, Denise. Yeah, of course. You, you definitely can. So, uh, were you, I... Also wasn't sure if we were going to see the Damian Priest cash in afterwards. I was kind of hoping for it just a little bit. But mm -hmm. once we got into the Seth Rollins celebration where I saw where he was celebrated, I'm like, oh, yeah, the way that this is not looking like we're going to see a cash in from Damian Priest here. So they did kind of swerve me a little bit back and forth with what the way, the way that they were promoting Damian Priest, whether or not he would cash in the briefcase. I agree with people in the chat. Drew McIntyre would be a good one for Seth Rollins oh, yeah. at this point. He's well, he's um, always he's the easy person, right? No matter what. And yep. Drew McIntyre has gotten to a point where even if he hasn't been hot shit like you know, the last couple of weeks, whatever, doesn't matter. He's Drew McIntyre, you can still put him in those spots. Especially with his his current character. Uh fast lane, the highest grossing WWE gate ever in Indianapolis. Uh, Triple H said that he messaged Ed that he was happy for him for joining AEW. He thought that Adam Copeland was taking the opportunity that was best for him. There's a lot of young talent looking for his spot. I mean, looking for his spot. He, he wasn't on TV for the last four or five months. They've taken his spot. Uh, Will Chisholm wraps this up and says, SRS, are you 50-50 with Punk joining WWE? Yep, that is exactly what I am. I'm 50-50. I've been given real reason to think that they hadn't really talked as of a couple weeks ago. But since then, who knows?
also says, I love Cody putting over Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Uh, I mean, this is in the documentary, but it's something that we broke on FightfulSelect.com. Carmelo Hayes was one of the people that Cody uh, asked to have work with him at the Performance Center when he was getting cleared for his uh, return at the Royal Rumble. Uh, we've got N. Simmons saying, is Ricochet legit injured? He just disappeared. He has not been on the loops the last couple of weeks. Uh, he he lost his match to Nakamura via DQ. But other than that, uh, he hasn't been he hasn't been working. So uh, I'll, I'll see what I can find out. Infamous Raider Loco says, not mad at John Cena and Mello's corner, but I honestly thought it would have been Bobby and continue that. He's being called up. What's the delay? They got to have a spot for him. I know Triple H doesn't want to just call people up just to call them up because there were a lot of people that were like that, and he doesn't want that to become the thing. God, look who we were just talking about, Odyssey Jones. Yep, there you Perfect go. Perfect example right there. God, even Johnny Gargano, even – I mean, I mean, well, Johnny Gargano is different, right? But but still. I mean, not it, that different. They brought him true. back, and they didn't have shit for him. True, true. So I, I, and I feel like right now with the way that things are going for NXT, I don't know if I would be so entirely desperate to get out of NXT. Like maybe you might've been before. I don't know if I would be like, Oh, that's it. I, I want to go around and go on and go to the main roster. I feel like I'm, I'm chill. I'm chill right now on NXT. Uh, we've got call me crazy saying, I wonder if WWE is interested in Tecla from stardom. I haven't heard anything about that at all. I mean, I can, try to find out, but I haven't heard anything to, to that. I mean, they've, they've always got their eye on any number of people. Mike, the jeweler actually wraps us up. He sent a big one and says, I haven't seen fast lane soon, or I haven't seen fast lane yet, but here to support always thankful for the great work. Fightful does nice to see you on wrestle talk. Denise, were you on wrestle talk recently? I did the, we did like a new series that I oh, shot in okay. London. Yeah. SRS got something for you soon. CM Stabby to WWE soon. Uh, I think it's possible, but we'll see. About to light one up. It's 420 somewhere. Mike, it's always great to see you. Always love hearing from you. And uh, Tracy says, Sean, any word on Sammy? I mean, I don't think it's an accident that he's been gone the last couple weeks. I've asked if he's injured or if he's sidelined or anything like that, but uh, haven't been given any any words since that tag team title match, which was phenomenal. But uh, if he's not on Raw, I'll definitely be uh, pushing a little bit harder on that. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. All of my streams and everything gets promoted on their interviews. You name it. It's on there. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. All of the social medias at underscore Denise Salcedo. Guys, do us an, a little favor here on Fightful. Head over to Spotify. Leave us a nice review there. Even if you don't listen on Spotify, it helps people find us an awful lot. Also, send a nice little tweet to our sponsors, even if you haven't used them, and just let them know you heard about them from us. Until next time, we're out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.